Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 1236 in Edmonton. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120. You can text us at 630-630 before we bring in John Shannon. Let's head off to our Westlock Ford text line. Epstein's mother has texted the show. Bob, the way you talk about Evgeny Kuznetsov makes me think that you think his celly is worse than Brad Marchand's lick. What? Have you been listening to the show? I said I get both sides of the conversation when it comes to the selly for Kuznetsov. And he's a hell of a player. Brad Marchand's a hell of a player as well. But, uh, you know, you look a guy across the face, you probably deserve to be punched in the face. And as I relayed a couple days ago, uh, back in the day, when I was going to school at the U, we played the faculty St. John, and they had a fellow that uh, blew kisses at us after an empty net goal in a 7-5 game, and unfortunately for him, there was still two minutes left in the game. What do you think happened? And I say that as a guy who worked up north in places like Chetwind and Fort St. James and Terrace and Hazelton. and you don't win them all when you're up in those places. As our next guest will attest to, John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers, because he's a BC boy, but he's a BC boy from the South, and there is nothing quite like the Northeast part of British Columbia, because people have this perception about Albertans, and allow me to suggest to you, John, it's been my personal experience, that there are certain bars in Northeastern BC where you shut the you-know-what up, you know what I'm saying? Tell you what, I spent a couple of weekends in Smithers and Hazelton and and there's no tougher town than Prince Rupert, too. So. That is a tough town. I know town. what you're talking about, man. I know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, as as a foreman of my crews, John, I used to tell my guys, just keep it quiet. Don't cheer too loud if we're going to go. Because uh, I know the 1990 Stanley Cup final, uh, people in B.C. did not want to see the Oilers win a fifth Stanley Cup in seven years. And that was the year I was really happy that I had two six foot four, 225-pound boys from Camrose on my crew. You know what I'm saying? I do. So, all righty. Uh, hey, uh, Lickgate, is it over and done with with Brad Marchand? I I think so. I mean, you know, I mean, he's he's been put on notice. The question the question becomes is is how the Bruins want to handle. Yes. It. 
and if, do the Bruins, I mean, they should have addressed it after the first time. The Bruins should have, not the NHL. The NHL did have an informal discussion with Boston about it. Not a formal saying you better manage this, but an informal discussion. Can you believe it? Why did, why did he do that kind of thing? The Bruins should have managed it. Um, and they didn't. And the NHL was then put in a tough spot to, to have to manage it the way they did. Well, it's it, um, and it, it embarrassed and embarrassed us all. It embarrassed everybody in the game. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the frustration. So, uh, how the Bruins manage it internally? I mean, and I think anybody that suggests, well, they got to get rid of Brad Marchand. I mean, if they do, then they've had a mutiny in the room against Marchand. I find that hard to believe. So. Good player. Interesting, right? Because at one time they had Marchand and uh, Tyler Sagan, and they both had a reputation for uh, being tremendously skilled players and uh, living life to the fullest. That's the politest terminology one can use. Yeah, here's the one thing I will tell you, Bob, is that uh, 2013 we saw a change, a little bit of a change in, in Marchand as a as a person and a player, and he, was, he acted a lot more responsibly, and it got him on the World Cup team. Yeah, uh, it, it 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 got him some conversation over the last couple of years about you know maybe a trophy or two, uh, but all that disappeared. All that disappeared in the last week, which is kind of a shame, you know. But in 2013, he got he got married and it settled him down a little bit off the ice. Um, obviously, it didn't settle him down enough on the ice. And, that's where why we are where we are right now. No, no, he's just been married for a couple of years, so now it's driving him crazy. You can imagine how Kathleen feels. I am not going there. All right, uh, we're, we're just having some fun. John Shannon, Bob Stoffer, with you on uh, Oilers now. Uh, now, I had Joe Haggerty on from Boston yesterday, who's one of my favorites uh, because he brings it when he's on the air. I have, you know, I watched the, first of all, the Bruins lost the series in five. They did not lose it in seven. Officiating did not cost Boston the series. Did they get shorted on a couple calls? Yes, but frankly, to me, after Marshawn kind of embarrassed every everybody involved, I was not surprised that Tampa, Tampa Bay maybe got away with non-calls on those sort of 50-50 plays. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Well, I, I mean, I certainly think in game five, uh, the Marchand dive uh, that was called was certainly going to be called, and there was, it was that was one where the referees were not going to give any benefit of the doubt to Brad Marchand. Um, I, I, I don't know about the rest. I, I, I do think the officiating was inconsistent, but I think that both both sides could probably have a list of inconsistencies, as they could in Washington and Pittsburgh, and as they could in. Winnipeg and Nashville and, and and Vegas and in San Jose. I you know I I, I wouldn't pinpoint the Bruins as the victims. The one thing I would say is that it certainly looked like the Bruins were more victims because Tampa was faster. And when you when when you get embarrassed, you know you're you're forced to take penalties. And you know when you're when you're tugging from behind, they're going to call it. Uh, and and I you know from that perspective, I think the Bruins shot themselves in the foot as much as much as anything and and by the time they uh, they got to game five i didn't see many you know many good skating legs on pasternak or marchand for that matter john uh, the carolina hurricanes today rod brindamore head coach don waddell will be the general manager though rick dudley has been brought in as a senior executive he is an excellent talent evaluator uh your thoughts on the machinations involving the hurricanes organization well tom dunn said he was going to try to do things differently, so he brought two guys from the Atlanta Thrashers back and a uh, former captain of the team. Um, 
So for, I, uh, I have no qualms about Rick Dudley as a as a Tanya evaluator, as you said. I mean, they they want to go in a different direction from a, a coach's perspective. There's nobody that knows the history of the Hurricanes more and better than Brenda Moore. So perhaps that's a an opportunity for him. I think the question really is is you know how valuable is and what kind of job Don Waddell will do. I actually, on the day of the draft lottery, sat with Don for 20 minutes, and he told me how much he was enjoying the business side, and there was no chance he was going to be the manager, uh, and that they were going to hire somebody. And, and I think in the end, uh, the difficult thing was that they couldn't find somebody that could do it for $300,000. What? Uh, Are you telling me they were only paying somebody three hundred k to be the GM of the team? Yeah, three, maybe three twenty-five, Bob. Come on, man. What? No. No, I'm, I'm serious. Wow. That, this is what it's all about. It's, you know, I mean, this is they're trying to reinvent the uh, the proverbial wheel. What, what would be the highest paid general manager? Like, give me the top two or three. Like, what would guys be making as GMs in the league? Well, I think that there are guys over three. Really? Million. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are guys over three. So from, from that perspective, uh, this was, you know, the... Listen, I know guys that turned this job down who are assistant general managers yep. that were going to take a pay cut to be the manager. Yeah. So it's just, it just, I mean, it, you know, the, the word, and by the way, we may hear next week that, he, that Tom Dunn has hired a new general manager because he wants to. I mean, things are going to change. Right. I, he wants to be the general manager himself. He wants to be directly involved. He did the player exit interview. Yes, he did. It wasn't Don Waddell. So, come on. I mean, this is they're trying to reinvent the wheel in, um, in Carolina, and I always thought round, round wheels worked best. Well, it's interesting because they hired Paul Kropelka, uh, Kropelka right, to be there, yes. uh, and he was most famous for what uh, when he worked for the Oregon Group? Dating Jenny McCarthy. Well, hey, you got to give him some. I would say uh, kudos to him. That's that's impressive. Well, you, you know, and, and and what it does do is, uh, you know, former Oiler uh, employee Ricky Olchek is going to be ended up being put into the yeah. scouting department and work uh, probably out of Arizona and scout for uh, for the team at this point. Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's still got term obviously left in his deal, but he is closely aligned with Ron Francis and you know how those things work sometimes. John Sha- John Shannon John uh, we I brought it up earlier in the show obviously Washington they got the monkey off the back. It was, you know, they did it without three pretty good forwards. Uh terrific for Alexander Ovechkin comical post-game interview by the way. Um but uh, there could be a collateral effect in that that involves the New York Rangers. Barry Trotz, he's a free agent at the end of this year. Is, yeah. he, is he a guy that could... A lot of people thought David Quinn to New York with the Rangers, but could Barry Trotz end up being in a situation where... I mean, if the Capitals win the Stanley Cup with that... I mean, the guy's won 200 games in his last four years, John. This is, but this, this is the first time in... 20 years. We talk about Ovi yes. finally getting to the conference final. This is the first time in Trotz's career he's got to this final, too. Um, so, I mean, and, and is this is this a, 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 a positive, or why did it take them this long to get to the conference final? I, actually, I, I talked to a couple of people yesterday about Barry's future. I, I don't think he'll be back at all in Washington. 
but the reality is probably that he will take the year off if he if if now if they win the Stanley Cup, ownership may just force him on Brian McClellan right um, at this point. But uh, I suspect that Barry's done in Washington and uh, and will probably take the year off. He's got a great place in Vernon, you know. So it's a lot of great places in Vernon, Cologne, and Penticton. Isn't there? Apparently, though, they're squeezing Albertans these days. <laughs> what a surprise. Everybody's screwing with us. Oh, did, did, you know, I miss those days. Let those eastern bastards freeze. Didn't, uh, did you see the Brad Wall uh, thing yesterday? No. Go to, go to Brad Wall's Twitter uh, Twitter page. He, oh. he, had a, he had the crowd laughing pretty good yesterday. Because well, hold on. This is the guy that tried to convince everybody in Saskatchewan or everybody in the world to move their business from Calgary to Saskatchewan. Now he's living in Calgary. And- no, no. He just it was it was pretty it was it was pretty entertaining what he had to say. Just uh, he compared the Ontario auto business to the you know to the natural resources industry in Alberta, and the comparative difference of attitude and tone of the prime minister. I, I found it quite entertaining. So, and I I know of an individual a family that is uh, uh, getting stung here with this. What is this? Out of province tax or something that they're putting up in uh, in your your former home province? So yeah, I know. Listen, I would have to pay it too. So there you go. Hey, okay, we've gone, John. We've gone 14 minutes into the conversation. We haven't talked about the Edmonton Oilers coaching situation. You've yeah. been all over this story, uh, Jay Woodcroft. Uh, for it, it, again, my I've, I've put this out since day one. It's my belief. Jay uh, Jay had an option. I know not everybody believes that. I do believe that he may have been. Uh, it may have been suggested to him that this would be a good time to go down to Bakersfield. But I, I still believe that that option would be there because frankly I know how the inner machinations of the Oilers Entertainment Group works. Um, there's a you know there's two spots open Jim uh, Johnson's gone Ian Herbert's actually there's three spots open Ian Herbert's back to the U of A. What do you uh, we'll start with uh, Trent Yanni is this basically 100% done that Yanni will be on the Oilers coaching staff? Well I mean it's certainly pointing in that direction uh, that, uh, and again previous relationships too there with Ian Todd so I, I wouldn't be surprised um, you know the the other one is that uh, I do believe that there are continuing discussions with Glenn Gullitson okay. uh, and I think that we may hear uh, later in the week too that uh, one one way or the other because uh, we, we do know that Gullitson has options, he has options to be uh, a head coach in the American League uh, and there is at least one other NHL team that he's talked to about being an assistant coach. So uh, it'll, it'll, it, it, these are interesting times. You know, he's it, he's uh, Glenn would be somebody that would certainly help the penalty kill for the Oilers. That's that's his strength. So Yanni would help the power play. Well, Yanni's uh, Yanni's penalty killing in Anaheim was well, outstanding. So yeah, it was. Yeah. So it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting what happens. I mean, I I, I do think I. Mean, I I, I had admit my bias. I'm a huge Glenn Gullitson fan. I, I think he's a modern-day coach. I think he handles players the way they need to be handled in this day and age. Uh, and uh, if, he, if, he, if he becomes part of the Oiler coaching staff, then that's a bonus. As far as Jay's Woodcroft, uh, no, there's, there's two ways to look at it. Uh, I, I think that there, there might have been some consternation because players can always turn around and say, hey, did you ever play in this league? And Jay could never do that. But the one way to, to get through that is what every other good coach has done, and that's gone and pay your dues as a head coach in the minor leagues. 
And I think that this is this is a natural progression for a guy who has a, a brilliant hockey mind and could certainly become an asset for this organization still, even after what I would describe as a subpar season last year. Jay Woodcroft going to Bakersfield is a positive for him and a positive for the organization. Well, if anybody's going to know philosophically what Todd McClellan would want, and... well, and, and I do think that that's, I think that's a factor. If you look at if you look at teams that uh, have made uh, made a difference between what their American League team does and they come up and play uh, and play the at the same system, I think that this will certainly be an asset to the Oilers. Tell me this: When do you expect Seattle expansion? Uh, could have uh, now announcement or or. The year that they start playing. Uh, when the, see, I, I think a lot of it might hinge on the CBA. Bob. Okay, yeah. You know, the opener is next September, September of 2019. Right. And there's a two-week window where the you know, the Players Association have an option and then the league has an option. Um, you know, the actual announcement of the team could happen as early as this June uh, at the Board of Governors meeting wow. late, late in the month. Um, so they would be up and running by 2020? Or would there be concern that we'd be locked out that at that time? That's what, Seattle is hoping they're, they're up and running at 2020. But last I checked, Seattle doesn't decide everything. Um, you know, and, and I, I do think that there are you know there are other mitigating minor issues like it, what, does it make sense to relocate a team to Seattle rather than expand? I mean, I think that's a question that might might be asked, and I think the question the commissioner might be asking is why would we expand? when we need a good arena and a good market for one of our current cities. Which organization are we talking about, Arizona? I think that, that might be on the list. I think there might be others. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't want, it, it, it's one of those ones where I do think it's been said under the breath that, you know, yes, Seattle is perfect for expansion, but there's no guarantee that they're going past 31. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, is Quebec City ever going to get a team, John? Not in my time. I, I wow. really don't think. I just don't think the market's big enough. I just don't think the market's big enough. It's a beautiful arena, Bob. It's just beautiful. Um, it, it's it's almost at, at Rogers Place levels. Uh, well, and the best part is the taxpayers paid for all of it. Well, yeah, I mean, not you. Well, no, it's called... Only people in the city, only people in the city of Quebec and, and, and the province of, well, of, of Quebec. And where do equalization payments come from for the province, John? Oh, now you're starting to sound... I didn't realize I was on uh, Ryan's show. I thought I was on Bob's there, there we go. Oh, you're on the Oilers show. Uh, and the, the team is called the Oilers the last time I checked. So it's a, it's a resource that maybe we support in this market. Uh, just having fun with you. Hey, make the final call here. Uh, we've got a game uh, seven coming up. Uh, to me, Nashville kind of shut the Jets down. There's been no momentum game to game, but that I, I'd be a little bit concerned if I was Winnipeg, given how effective Nashville was in Game 6. Yeah, I agree. But the other thing is, and I think that Paul Maurice has addressed this, I think he actually prefers his team playing on the road. A lot less pressure to play in Nashville than there is to play in Winnipeg. Yeehaw. Uh, let's hope the National Anthem goes better. Yeah. That, that, hey, that was surprising. I mean, when you got a video that's got like a billion views all time, you kind of expect them to be able to pull off the national anthem. John, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Okay, talk to you later, Bob. You bet. That's John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 1254 in Edmonton. Check it out.
Looking for a fun destination this year? Take the kids to Disneyland. It's the happiest place on earth for your kids. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes non-stop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions pass for reservations to Disneyland. Call the travel experts at New West Travel. 780-432-7446 or book online at newwesttravel.com. Dave, you're looking at me like... What are you saying, Bob? Well, I've just what are got, you saying? I've just got experience in Disneyland, and it is the happiest place on earth if you're a kid. <laughs> Oh, I I can't get to the ESPN Sports Zone fast enough at night when I'm in Disneyland. (laughs) That's all I'm going to tell you. All right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Ched. See if a little less chaos in uh, Milan's game will help him moving forward. Welcome back, everybody. 1258. You can text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. This text comes in from the Chisler, a.k.a. a voice from the past, now based in Vegas. Bob, check it out. Not listening to Ryan's show today and not dating Jenny McCarthy and not paying homage to Russia. But the demons have been exercised for the Caps. Uh, not once I've told you, not twice, but three times I'm telling you, Vegas will prevail. Jack can call it anywhere. Love it. Preds advance. You heard it here. Go Halsey. I, I think he's referring to Taylor, not Brian. And Bob, I heard their Oilers are only paying you 300 k Is that true? Chisler. Uh, rumors of such have been greatly exaggerated, to paraphrase uh, Mark Dwayne on that front. So there you have it. Maybe in like three years or four years, something like that. Five years, six years. It's been a while. That's all I'm going to tell you. Ten years now. Ten years. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, uh, we are going to talk to James Myrtle, Toronto-based writer, formerly of the Globe and Mail, now with The Athletic. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.